Guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits, and 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Man, oh man. Yes, you heard it first. That was the numbers of your United States Congress. And (laughs) it's amazing since my last episode exactly what has expired since then. What has come up. What has shown its face. Now, my last episode, we were talking about a few things. But I wanted to come out today to let everybody know that it's going to be okay. Because I'm seeing that there are people out there that are starting to realize that everything that I have been saying is coming to everybody's doorstep. Now, since my last episode, we've had a number of banks, and I've told y'all this was going to happen. And I don't like saying I, 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 I say that phrase, I told y'all, because I hope y'all can hear what I'm saying and when I'm saying it, that y'all know that I, I have everyone's best interests in heart, who's listening, at least, even those who aren't listening. But now there's been a number of, <laughs> a number of banks that are completely collapsing, I believe, in the last week and a half almost two weeks it's been five total banks and the biggest one was the one the silicon valley bank completely collapsed lost 209 billion dollars in assets now let that sink in after the fact that what you just heard from the beginning of this podcast (laughs) now let me start this podcast off correctly Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and this is the Island Podcast. I forgot to throw that out there, but everyone should know who I am by now because this is an international, and yes, I mean an international podcast that everyone around the world has been listening to, and I hope that everyone has been keeping their ears open because this stuff has been happening. and. These banks, it's all as of right now just a test drive, a the the beta test of something bigger that's going to come. And it's going to come faster than whatever you had in mind, whatever time limit you had in mind. It's going to come faster than that. So let me help you all prepare. And y'all all know how much I love talking about my stories, my Bible stories, and how I put a specific kind of a modernized 
spin per se on these stories. However, this one, I hope you all understand and I hope you all get it. Because this story, I'm not going to put any type of modernized spin on this one. Because the, it, it, it needs to be said in, in, a, in a perfect manner. And the perfect manner that it's going to be said in is just completely straight from the Bible. And I need everyone to understand that. Now, this story goes right into, and it's perfect for what is going on right now in the United States of America and it, what's going on in other countries around the world. Because this story, if you pay attention, if you listen, you yourself can prepare your own home or just yourself for this time that's coming upon everybody. This is the story of Joseph. And I'm not going to tell you the part of the colored coats. No, I'm not going to tell you the part where he gets sold into slavery and how he brings his family. Eventually, he rises up the ranks and he brings his family to Egypt to help them. No, I'm going to tell you the part of the story of Joseph at the end of the book of Genesis when two people, that is Joseph and Pharaoh, got the inside scoop on a 14 years, 14 years, they got the inside scoop on what is going to happen in a 14 year span. Now, I'm going to just do a lot of paraphrasing, but open up your Bibles if you can and go to the back of Genesis, the, the last few chapters, and it will start talking about what happened in this 14-year span. And it goes with Pharaoh having a dream. And this dream, the things that was in it represented seven years of wonderful plentiful everyone having a good time everyone making so much money and everyone thinking about oh it's never going to end followed by seven years of hardship seven years of famine and these seven years of famine completely wiped clean and then some of the seven years of wonderful plentifulness and joseph had to explain and interpret this dream for Pharaoh of Egypt. Because if it wasn't for Joseph, Egypt would have fell like everyone else around the world. But because of Joseph, the gift that God gave him, he was able to help Egypt and Pharaoh, obviously, because he was the king of Egypt, he was able to help the entire nation of navigating through this time correctly so listen to the story and you can put this together on what is going on right now in the united states and you tell yourself or think to yourself should we be doing this right now because what i played earlier in the beginning of this episode you don't need these congress people to overtake the banks the fdic that's exactly what they're doing. Because if you heard the last 
episode when I was playing things from a meeting from the FDIC and their plan, their plan is to shut down all the banks, to be honest with you. That is their plan for them to take over every bank and shut it down and wipe clean everything just to pay off some debt. Not debt that you and I have caused, but debt that the government has caused. So let's go into this story. Just a little bit. Like I said, I'm going to paraphrase this so you all can understand at, just understand it. So like I said, seven years of plentifulness came. Then after those seven years was up, it was a seven-year drought that wiped clean everything and more. So much that it this famine went all around the world. People from other nations were had to travel because they heard word that Egypt had food. Now, how did Egypt have food in this seven year of famine? Because during the seven years of wonderful gains, there was what we would call today an extra tax onto the people. But this tax was a little bit different. This tax was going to give back to the people once the seven-year famine started. And it was everything that was made, all the food that was gathered up and everybody had all what they needed, one-fifth, 20% of everything went to Pharaoh during this time. And that was stored up in facilities, basically what we would call today facilities. Food places, food pantries, they had so much that they lost count. They couldn't count it all. That's how much they ended up having at the end of the seven-year period of just wonderful things going on for everybody's bank accounts, basically. Everybody's food, basically. And then, like I said, the seven-year famine happened. And in this seven-year famine, people still had money for a little bit of time. And that's what I want everyone to start focusing on, is that specific part. Because everyone's money, at least those who weren't paying attention to what was really going on, everyone's money ran out. So how did people get food after the money was wiped clean from trying to buy this food that was stored up because of Joseph? How, what did they do? How did they get it? Well, eventually, they came up and started selling their precious belongings, their assets. We will give you this. We will give you that. We will give you based in those times, uh, cattle, oxen, sheep, for food. So now they're giving away their assets so they can eat. Eventually, that runs out. And now what are they doing? What are the people doing just to get food? They are now selling their property where they live, their lands. They're selling it to Pharaoh giving it to Pharaoh along with their assets, along with their money. They're giving it to the king of Egypt just so they can eat. 
And eventually that even runs out. And so the people come and they say, we need more food. And Joseph, he had the food. He had, he wasn't running out because of what he did during the seven years of wonderful games. And so the people said, we will sell ourselves, our own labor to you, our own bodies to you, just so we could eat some bread. It went from just eating food to we just want bread. We just want a loaf of bread and we will give up ourselves to you to get that loaf of bread. That's how bad it got. And Joseph and Pharaoh, they said, all right, we'll take it. And that's exactly what they did. That was in a nutshell of this 14-year period of how, if you don't work it correctly, how easy it is for a person to sell themselves just for a loaf of bread when they start to become very hungry and they realize they have nothing left to offer but themselves. You see, what people should have realized was when Joseph was going around taking one-fifth of everything during the massive gain and everyone still had plenty to give. They were happy to give that because everything was going great. They should have realized, why is he taking one-fifth? Shouldn't we be putting back also probably one-fifth, maybe one-tenth, just putting back a little bit? Just in case, for whatever he's doing, we should be doing just for ourselves, putting things back to prepare for whatever's coming. It took seven years, yes. But once those seven years ended and the other seven years began, if anyone was paying attention to what Joseph was doing, they would have never had to sell. They would have never had to give up their precious assets, at least not everything, they would have never had to give themselves basically into slavery just to get a loaf of bread. But they weren't paying attention. They were flolicking during the good times, partying, having fun because they had it to, they had the time, they had the money, they had the food at that time, and there was plenty of it. But they weren't wise with it. And so the people fell into that trap. And I need everyone to understand one thing, because this is exactly what has been going on in the United States. A few years ago, people were getting massive promotions. Raises were going on everywhere. People were gaining so much money, even just this past year. And now all of a sudden, we're having bank runs. Because everyone's starting to feel what is coming. What is coming is everything is about to get wiped clean. Everything is about to go. And those who are understanding and seeing what is going on, they are putting things back and they are preparing for this time. Because if not, you and those who do not prepare, and I hope it's not you, but those who do not prepare will be the ones falling into, I will sell basically myself just to get a loaf of bread. 
the saying that the elite said, I'm not going to say their name. I personally don't care to. I won mainly because I don't remember who said it, but I believe it was either Bill Gates or Klaus Schwab. They're both filthy, wealthy, rich, but they said you will own nothing and you will like it. That phrase is starting to come into fruition. I, I need you all to understand that. You will own nothing and you will like it. You will eat bugs and you will consider that a delicacy. It is starting to show its face right now. Why? Because we haven't been paying attention and we've been putting people in specific positions in power who should have never been there in the first place. These congressmen, these congresswomen, just like I was playing, there is hundreds of them, hundreds of them, who have tanked their own financial portfolio. And we decided to put them in a position to do the same to our own government. And now we are in a position to where we have to do these bank runs. So we can start preparing because people are starting to freak out. Like I've been saying, like I said a few weeks ago, I have this, it's a calm, eerie feeling and it doesn't feel right. It's like the spook when it's in the night and you know the spook is about to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Even though within a few seconds, the jump scene is about to start and it's going to get you. You know it's coming. You can feel it and it's building an intensity almost like the storm the storm bubbles meteorologists can tell you there's a storm coming and a lot of people it's going to get you and it's a storm it's going to be a bad very bad storm and wherever the bubble pops whatever city this storm bubble pops on oh man just prepare Get into a safe spot. You don't want to be outside when it bursts. But everyone outside, when you go outside, you can see, you can feel the intensity of this storm gaining ground, but yet it's still not raining. But you know it's coming because you can see it. That is this spot where we're at right now. And those who are paying attention, those who are looking up, who are focused, can see it coming. And they are preparing themselves. That is why these banks are collapsing. And I find it funny that I believe it was just yesterday. Today is March 15th. So March, no, two days ago, I want to say it was, on the 13th, where the President Joe Biden has to come out and say, oh, whoa, whoa, people, people, calm down. Have faith in the banking system. Those who were crooked and this happened, those CEOs, those managers, they will all be fired. But don't lose faith in the banking system because it works. Leave your money where it's at. Don't pull your money out. Don't do that. Wink, wink. In other words, don't prepare. If it wasn't that serious, 
why does the President of the United States have to come out to say that? There hasn't been a collapse like this in a banking for a banking system since 2008. Does everyone, and I hope everyone remembers Washington Mutual, that bank completely collapsed, fell out, everything went gone, gone within a matter of time. Not even that just overnight. It was there one day and it was gone the next. That is what's happening right now. Again, but this time it's going to be even worse. We've just started. Last time, the government bailed everything out. This time, the government is saying we're not going to bail anybody out. Y'all are going to go to jail. Ah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. You're going to lose your, your, your assets. These investors are going to lose their money because that's what you do when you, 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 you gamble. Basically, you might win, you might lose. That's what it is. But here's the problem. See, when a bank has investors and that bank is investing the money into other, into other things, they're not using their own money. They're using the money of the people who put their hard-earned paychecks in there. They use that money to invest with. So if that money goes, how are you going to get your money? Well, you know the FDIC, yeah. They, they insure $250,000 if you have that much. That's wonderful. What if everybody in the United States decides to take their money out all at once? Do you think you're going to get your money? Because that's exactly what happened with the Silicon Valley Bank. $209 billion gone. It, it, one bank crashed gone. Do you think it won't happen to yours? Just a few days ago, just a few days ago, Wells Fargo sent out a nice little message to all of their people, their customers, because they said they had a glitch. And so they took everybody's money just like that, all because of Silicon Valley. They took everybody's paycheck all at once saying it was just a glitch. But let me tell you what really happened. Wells Fargo got afraid. And so to avoid a bank run, they took everybody's money to make them think that they didn't have any money. That stopped people from going to the bank. And instead of going to the bank, they just started calling what's going on. And they sent out a text message to everybody. We will fix this. It will, we will fix this. They did it on Friday. Home Friday. Where did I hear that from? Go back to one of my previous episodes. It, they tell you. And then people got their money back on Sunday. I wonder why they got their money back on the weekend when the bank is not open. Think about it. To avoid the bank run. Like I said, this is the beta test. This is just a test. Don't be alarmed. Because when the real thing happens, and yes, it's going to happen, your money won't go back. They're preparing you. They're getting you ready. They're getting you to think that, oh, they sent the text. They're saying they're going to fix it. Let's just sit back and, you know, relax. They're going to fix it. But then all of a sudden, they're not. The government has now taken over all the banks. And you have no money. Do not be this person. 
take the story of Joseph and realize what he did. He took one-fifth of everything and put it back. I'm not saying take one-fifth of everything you have, of all your money, because some people can't. Some people may be able to. Some people have to do less. Some people are just living paycheck to by paycheck. That's fine. But whatever you do, know that you have to prepare for what is about to come because it's something that they are not going to fix. They're going to say, sorry about your luck. Again, take that story of Joseph and understand that he prepared his house, his family, and the entire nation of Egypt for what was about to happen. My suggestion is for you who are listening, everyone who is listening, to do the same thing. Thank you for listening to the Island Podcast. And I know it's been a few weeks since I done another since I've done a podcast, but that was because I went out of town with my wife. We needed a nice little vacation and we enjoyed ourselves. And then I took another few other weeks off just to get things, you know, fixed up around the house and try to get some things done, which needed to be done. But I'm back and I hope everyone is listening to these messages because if I am correct on everything that I'm saying, like I've said before in the past, it's not because of my own mindset. It's because I do believe that God is telling me to say these things to everybody out there so you can hear it and understand this. And if God is telling me to tell you this, then everything that I'm telling you will happen. Now, if I say something and it doesn't happen, maybe and hopefully it's because everybody wised up and they sat there and prayed. And they prayed and they prayed. Maybe and God and maybe God said, that's all I needed y'all to do. And so he backed up. Or if it doesn't happen, it's because I'm just talking out of my own butt. And I'm, you know, tooting my own horn or whatever. I hope that's not the case. However, if it is the case, at the very least, the worst thing that's going to happen is... You've prepared for something, which means you have a nice little stash stashed away. No harm, no foul. But if I am correct, if I am correct on this, then you yourself will be prepared for a bad time that is coming to this nation. Again, this is something I've been saying over and over and I've been harping on beating a dead horse over and over and over again. Prepare yourselves. I don't think I can say that. I don't, I, I, I just have to keep saying it. Don't be like some of these people that I've talked to this just the past few weeks where they didn't even have a clue what was going on. They didn't have a clue about the train derailment in Ohio. They didn't have a clue about there was a war going on in Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia and the United States with this proxy wars crap about the United States basically eventually going to have to go to war with NATO to fight against Russia. Not to mention all of the 
the war rhetoric that's going on between the United States and China and the United States and North Korea. And now, just a couple of days ago over this past weekend, the United States and Mexico. What is going on? That's what you should be telling you, asking yourself, not telling, but asking yourself. And while you ask yourself that, prepare. Because if all of this does go off, you will be prepared for it. Don't be like those people who all of they're doing, all they're doing is looking at TikTok, social media, Snapchat, uh, with the, the Facebook, all of that stuff. Don't be that person because all you're looking for is your entertainment. Then you turn on the, a news clip and all you see is the president say, it's all good, calm down, we're going to be fine. And so you say, all right, we're good. Go back to your entertainment. Don't be that person. Do not be caught in the dark. I've had a conversation with a person a couple of days ago, and it was about renting. They thought renting is so much better than owning, and they gave their, you know, their two cents on, oh, if you're a renter, you don't pay as much as you do in a mortgage. You don't have to put so much money down. You can keep that money in your pocket, and then you can use that to go travel or invest in other businesses. And blah. And I'm just looking at this person like, what says you can't do that if you have a mortgage? You see, it's not that the fact that you are maybe maybe spending more money on the mortgage. It's just the fact that you're living outside your means. And when you live outside your means, you become broke. It's that simple. It has nothing to do with a mortgage. Actually, in 30 years, you keep that mindset. And then you tell me where you're at. Because if everything does really go crazy, at least the people who own their property, who have a mortgage, could sell it back to the government so they can eat. The wolves who are renters, they don't have that luxury. Understand what's coming and realize it. Do not be those people. Again, I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and share this message. To everybody out there, listen to it, share it, tell people, hey, you got to listen to this because there is something to be said that is not being said. And I hope I am the one saying the right things. Again, I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and thank you for listening to the Island Podcast. <laughs>